This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. A warm welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. The president of the Marshall Islands is on a state visit to Taiwan and says his country is strongly committed to strengthening the ties between the two nations. President Tsai Ing-wen welcomed David Kabua on Tuesday with a military salute in front of the presidential office. She also awarded him the highest honor a Taiwanese president can give to a foreign head of state for his contributions to bilateral ties. President Kabua praised Taiwan as a shining example of a peaceful and progressive nation. He is on his first official visit overseas since taking office in 2020. The Marshall Islands is one of Taiwan's 14 remaining diplomatic allies and one of four Pacific Island nations among them. The government is looking at ways to keep Taiwan's rising food prices in check. Figures for February showed food prices were up 5.3% over the previous year, more than double the overall inflation rate of 2.36%. The Council of Agriculture now wants to extend a three-month business tax exemption on imported soybeans, corn and wheat. The exemption was introduced in early February when farmers blamed higher animal feed prices for a sudden national shortage of eggs. Agriculture Minister Chen Jizong says keeping the price of these staples down will in turn help stabilize prices for eggs, chicken and pork. Taiwan will have to discard close to three quarters of a million doses of COVID-19 vaccines by the end of the month, unless they can be used. The Central Epidemic Command Center says 340,000 Moderna doses and 70,000 Pfizer-BioNTech doses will reach their expiry date this week, while 312,000 doses of AstraZeneca will expire at the end of the month. The center urged members of the public who have not yet been vaccinated to do so as soon as possible. Close to 80% of the country's population have already received two doses of a COVID vaccine and almost half have received a booster shot. A new park has opened in eastern Taiwan to welcome back some long-absent former residents for Mosin Sikadir. Eric Gao has a story. Fawning over wildlife. Luya Township in eastern Taiwan's Taidong County has created a special park for some special inhabitants. Fourteen Formosan Sika Deer now live in the three-hectare space behind the township office. Luya Sika Deer Park officially opened to the public on Monday. Sika deer used to be found in the wild in Taidong, but the last one was killed by a hunter in 1969. The township started the park project last year to bring the deer back and to create a local, albeit smaller, version of Nara Park in Japan, famous for its roaming sika deer. Park officials say the deer population will gradually increase, which will in turn attract more tourists to the area. Klein Wong and Eric Gao for Taiwan Plus. A Taiwanese team of experts is heading to Japan to review plans to release treated wastewater from the Fukushima nuclear plant into the sea. Large tanks at the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear plant contain water that was used to cool the reactors after an earthquake and tsunami in 2011 caused a meltdown. But Japan says space in the tanks is running out and it plans to release over a million tons of the water into the sea in spring next year. Tokyo says the water has been treated and 
that releasing it into the sea will not impact human health. But local fishers and neighboring countries oppose the plan as the radioactive isotope tritium will not be removed from the water before its release. During their trip, the Taiwanese team will be granted access to the plant to understand the techniques being used to treat the wastewater. Taiwan's Atomic Energy Council is also setting up a monitoring system it says could produce daily analysis of seawater by the second half of this year. Hundreds of rescue personnel have arrived at the site where a Chinese passenger plane crashed on Monday. So far, there are no signs of any survivors. Stash Butler reports. CCTV cameras capture a plane plunging almost vertically from the sky. And in the immediate aftermath, thick smoke rises from the hills in China's Guangxi province. China Eastern Airlines flight MU5735 from Kunming to Guangzhou was carrying 132 people when it went down on Monday. Search and rescue efforts have been complicated by the difficult terrain. Rescuers arrived to find a hillside strewn with wreckage. As local fire staff joined the recovery efforts through the night, family members of the people on board gathered at Guangzhou Airport, waiting for their worst fears to be confirmed. One man says his colleague was on the flight. Flight data shows the plane suddenly dropped from almost 30,000 feet. Right now, the cause of the crash is unclear. The Boeing 737 plane was only about seven years old. Many questions about the crash remain unanswered. And for the families of those on board, the agonizing wait for news continues. Alex Chen and Stash Butler for Taiwan Plus. The United States has declared that Myanmar's military has committed genocide against the Rohingya Muslim people. More than 6,000 people were allegedly killed in the first month of a military campaign in August 2017, with the U.S. finding evidence of mass killings, rape and drownings. Since then, hundreds of thousands of Rohingya Muslims have fled Myanmar, mostly to neighboring Bangladesh. The U.S declaration of genocide comes as an ASEAN envoy began talks with the military leadership in Myanmar on Monday, aimed at ending hostilities in the country. More than 1,500 people are reported to have been killed since a military coup in February last year. The attack against Rohingya was widespread and systematic, which is crucial for reaching a determination of crimes against humanity. The evidence also points to a clear intent behind these mass atrocities, the intent to destroy Rohingya in whole or in part. That intent has been corroborated by the accounts of soldiers who took part in the operation and later defected. Our reporter Rick Glauert is in Lublin in eastern Poland, a major center for refugees fleeing the war and also for humanitarian aid entering Ukraine. He reports on how Polish border towns are straining under the influence of fleeing Ukrainians. This is Lublin, a major city in eastern Poland with a population of 330,000. It's got a long history of being caught between the powers of Europe. Now it's a major hub for those fleeing the conflict in neighboring Ukraine. As the war enters its second month, the number of refugees fleeing across the border from Poland has passed 2 million. Towns like this along the east of Poland are swelling in population. 
While the humanitarian response has largely been stepped up to meet their needs, especially due to international support, local leaders are warning that the cities are reaching the capacity of what they can do and encouraging other countries in Europe to do more to accept the displaced people. But Ukrainians in these border towns and cities don't want to go further. They want to stay here, closer to home, so that if things change, they can go back as soon as possible. India is the world's biggest producer of beetle nuts, with an output of 1.2 million tonnes in 2020 and 2021. In the coastal town of Mangaluru, a farmer named Ganapathy Bat has come up with an innovative way to harvest the beetle nuts that grow at the very top of a towering 20-metre-tall trees. Ken Ning takes a look at his invention. This tree scooter is the brainchild of a beetle nut farmer in southern India. With his invention, farmer Ganapati Bhatt can ascend a 20-meter tall beetle nut tree in seconds. Bhatt started work on his invention in 2014 due to his advancing age, as he couldn't climb the trees himself anymore. He also couldn't find workers to do it for him. Boss tree scooter consists of wheels, a chainsaw motor, and a rudimentary seat. He has already sold over 300 of these scooters to other farmers, and his family is very proud of his achievements. I feel really proud of my dad because uh, this work was not done by anyone and he was the first person to invent this. I feel really proud of him. Bot says some of his neighbors thought he was mad, casting doubts about whether his invention would work. With the success of his scooter, Bot is happy that his invention can help improve the lives of his fellow farmers. Bot says he's currently working on yet another scooter, this one for scaling coconut trees, and he hopes to unveil his new invention soon. Klein Wong, Eric Gao, and Ken Ning for Taiwan Plus. Thank you for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. For more stories from Taiwan and around the world, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe and see you next time. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com.